Chapter Sixteen of A Broken Bond. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Broken Bond by Nicholas Carter. Chapter Sixteen. A Bird of Ill Omen. Neither did I. His assistant answered don't forget though that that young doctor down in south america insisted that stone should consult a specialist upon reaching new york it looks as if follensby were that man that seems probable nick agreed but it doesn't help matters very much for all i know floyd may be a scamp himself and even if he isn't and has communicated with follensby in good faith the latter may try some trick both Crawford and Stone are the sort of men who would be looked upon as easy marks. They've been out of the country for many years, and they now possess a million dollars between them. What's more, they're almost friendless here in New York. That fact would appeal to Follensby. He made the mistake of aiming too high the last time, of trying to victimize a man who was too well known. If he hasn't turned over a new leaf, and I fear he hasn't, we may be pretty sure that he'll tackle a different proposition the next time. Well, I didn't feel easy about it, Chick admitted. That's why I hurried out without waiting for Crawford to return. A brief silence fell between them, although some of the others at the table renewed in lower tones the conversation which Chick's entrance had interrupted. The chief was eating mechanically and hurriedly, and the absent-minded expression on his face told Chick that something was in prospect presently the detective refused his dessert and rose to his feet what's the number of crawford's room at the windermere he asked twenty-one chick answered carter went out into the hall where the nearest of the several telephone connections in the house was located the listening chick heard him shuffling over the pages of the directory and then caught the click as the receiver was removed from its hook the chief gave a number, and after a little delay asked, "'Is this the Windermere?' In another moment he went on, "'I wish to engage a room for a few days, and I'm particular about its location. Is number 22 vacant?' A slight grin parted his assistant's lips. "'It isn't?' he heard his chief asked. "'Then how about twenty? There was another pause, and then, "'Good, I'll take it.' mortimer is the name thomas mortimer got that thanks in a moment carter put his head in at the dining-room door i'd like to see you in the study when you get through he said to chick don't hurry though there's time enough his assistant did justice to the meal but wasted no time in conversation with the rest fifteen minutes later he went up to the study and found his chief seated at the desk you think crawford is in danger then Chick asked as he entered. Carter's face was grave. I fear it is, he said. Something tells me that I may be called on to save our friend's life again before long, or try to. It's more than possible, of course, that my suspicions are groundless. It isn't likely that Stone knew Follensby was a crook before he called on him. He may not know it now, and Follensby may not be planning anything out of the way. The situation is full of sinister possibilities, however, and I feel compelled to get on the ground without much delay. It promises to be a complicated affair, if Follensby is running straight, all well and good, 
on the other hand he may be planning to victimize one or the other of the partners or both chick nodded he's quite capable of doing them both he agreed there's no doubt about that carter went on i hope i'm wrong but i have come to look upon him as a bird of ill omen whenever his vulture-like face appears i'm inclined to take it as a sign of impending trouble if i misjudge him i'm sorry but i don't intend to be caught napping this time if i can help it and you're really going to stay at the windermere for the present chief yes that's the least i can do if stone has joined forces with follensby crawford will have little chance against them it would not be so bad if crawford would only realize his danger and would consent to take proper precautions as you know though he has already experienced no less than three attacks on the part of his old partner and yet he still sticks by him i can't help admiring the man for his loyalty but it's very quixotic and i feel that i'll have to guard him from himself are you going to tell crawford that you're coming to the hotel to live nick shook his head decidedly by no means he returned crawford is much too simple-minded a man for that and is more than likely to give me away i shall disguise myself to-night before i go there and you'll have to hold the fort here while i'm away of course you can communicate with me whenever you have to chick's face changed its expression but you'll give me a chance to take a hand in this affair as soon as the time is ripe won't you chief he pleaded i didn't come out with flying colours from our previous bout with follensby and i'd like to get another crack at him the chief was at the door of the study now and he turned and nodded to his assistant a slight smile playing about his lips all right he answered you'll have a chance i promise you if the case shapes up as i anticipate End of chapter sixteen